This episode of the Crown Refs podcast is brought to you by RefereeStore.com. To save 15% on all United Attire products, enter Crown15 at checkout. We hope you enjoy this episode and do us one last favor before you listen. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs podcast. The audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. Well, it's good to be back with you again. You know, I always like to start off um, since we meet every other week. How was your last two weeks? Last two weeks has been uh, pretty good. I've been kind of leading the way on the court as far as basketball goes and then kind of leading the way in my personal life. I don't know if I told you, but I started therapy, so that's been a a nice uh, getaway from work, working in the mental health community. I have to definitely make sure that my mental health is good, so um, I've been doing, I do therapy once a week, so it's been really, really helpful as far as, uh, you know, decreasing whatever anxiety I might be dealing with for the week and following up for, you know, the six days before I have to meet with my therapist. So that's been really helpful in just my personal life and on the court. Um, I've had a lot of officials evaluate me in our association. So like the older, the older guys, and um, a lot of them are saying the same thing that I look much more calm, not as rushed. So I think that's got a lot to do with uh, just talking about what's going on in my mind, processing everything, slowing everything down. It's definitely showed on the basketball court, but I've been working with a lot of new guys on the court for the past few weeks. So it hasn't been easy, but I've uh, I had to get my first technical coach to or technical uh foul to a head coach uh this past week. Uh handled it accordingly, assessed it, followed the protocols and everything. He sat he had to sit down for the remainder of the game. He never got back up one time. Was polite after uh I talked to him and so it was good. You hear the clapping in the background? Yes, I did. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> I was like, what is going on over there? I wanted to give you I a clap did. sound for giving a technical foul. The audience loved it. Yes, I appreciate that audience. Thank you. <laughs> um, so did the, the spectators, too. I mean, he, he was he was getting up there. So, And I asked why he was yelling that we did. There's no way that we could clearly communicate with one another if he was going to yell. He continued to yell. So... I just I went on ahead and, and gave it to him. It was almost like he was asking for it at, at some point. So I want to double click down on this situation before we do that. Just rewind a little bit. Give me something that you've learned from therapy, a couple tips that have helped you throughout the week. Yeah. Um. So, um, my therapist um says that. So I've, I'm pretty much an overthinker. So I think uh on everything, every possibility, whether it's a good outcome, a bad outcome, or an outcome that hasn't even happened yet. So, and that pretty much affects my mood. It affects uh, just kind of how I move throughout the day, how I communicate with people at work, um, whether I'm bubbly at like I usually am, like how a lot of people see me is with a smile on my face. I'm always happy. Um, But She's taught me to to just kind of feel the emotion that I'm feeling so that it can be said and done. I can put it in an envelope and kind of send it away in the mail. I tend to just not, you know, 
think about what's going on. I let it eat at me and eat at me and eat at me before I kind of express what's going on. So she's giving me, uh, I've been learning how to do deep breathing exercises. So I utilize that before my games because I get really anxious before games, obviously. I mean, I'm nervous. I want to do the best job that I can, make the right calls. Um, and and it's been pretty pretty high uh, high anxiety situations because a lot of my partners have been um, first year officials, uh, not even a first full year, just first three, four months, <laughs> not even three, four months. Um, so they've just been really new and fresh on the floor. So um, just having some self-worth and self-confidence and recognizing that I know what I'm doing and just kind of having that faith in myself and, and not, not second guessing myself. So she's really been honing down and working working with me on just my thoughts and not letting my thoughts eat at me the whole day. Cause like one bad thing could happen at the beginning of the day and my whole day is ruined in my mind, you know? So I just go on and on and on about it. I could have did this different. I could have said that different. If I would have just did this, it could have been a different outcome when a lot of like my car, a lot of things that's going on, is just kinda, it's a car. You know, and so my, my therapist has been like, there's nothing you can do when it comes to a car. It's just you get in it, you drive it and you hope that you get from point A to point B and there's no issues. And if there is an issue, it's, it's a car. You can't control it. So. Um, so, yeah, just kind of being present in the moment and not thinking so much about what's already happened and what might happen. So I've definitely learned to, to slow that down. And and that's showed on the court, too, because. You know, last year, if I made a bad call, I felt like I made a bad call. I would let it dictate just the remainder of the game, and I would get in my head. And so this year, it's kind of, if I miss a call and a coach says something, I'm sorry, coach, you, I probably didn't miss that. I'll make sure I'll get it the, the next trip up the floor if I see it. Um, and then just moving on. So. Yeah, you mentioned overthinking, and uh, I think that needs to be a little bit redefined or add more context to it. And you started to give us some clues at the end. What do you think overthinking means? Because it's great to think about a lot of things, but I think it crosses over into the line of dwelling on decisions you made or stressing future decisions you're going to have to make or experiences or uh, what else about overthinking? Can we really pinpoint what it, what it means to the, like the negative part of, you know, the emotion? Um, I would say just allowing it to, just interfere with everything else. You know what I'm saying? Like just the whole, that just my overthinking will just, like I said, ruin my whole day. It just turns my mood. Like I'll, I'll be in a great mood. I'll get up. My routine is, is on point. I get to work and just one thing will happen. And then my overthinking gets to, okay, what if I don't do something right? Or what if it makes the situation worse? So it goes into so, doubt. It goes into doubt yes. and pessimism yeah. and thinking that you're going to fail at something or something's not going to go according to plan. For sure. Okay. For sure. So that's, that's really, that's what you want, really what I'm working on with, with uh, going to therapy and things like that. And just kind of, she says that I don't, I don't have a lot of, I don't see myself as a person that's done a lot of good things. Um, you know, I always think, okay, I do one good thing, I got to keep doing good things. And if I have one misstep, not a mistake, I don't like to call them mistakes, I call them missteps because everybody has them. If I have one misstep, I just, I, I beat myself up over just one small, I mean, the smallest of things, the smallest of things. And, and it, it's gotten to a point where it's kind of affected 
you know, my work um, on and off the court and my personal life as well, you know, just thinking about it and letting it, you know, kind of consume my whole entire existence sometimes. So it, it can be crippling. Yeah, we can th- always look back and think about all the mistakes we made or times in our life we wanted to change it. Um, but what that usually makes us do is judge ourselves in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And that's why confidence is such a big deal. Self-worth, um, you know, believing in yourself, thinking you're more than capable. That's why we preach so much about positivity. Um, I really appreciate you opening up and sharing because it's helpful for me to kind of get that insight. And, and now you're able to kind of relay it to how it's helping you on the court too. So what, uh, keep going into that and then we'll get into the technical foul. What, um, breakthroughs kind of have you made, uh, on the court, like slowing down and not stressing, uh, previous calls? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've been able to really pay a lot of attention to it lately, mostly because I think being with the, uh, the newer officials this year, um, I'm, I'm able to kind of, I know the last time we talked, we talked about me just kind of, you know, being some sort of mentor in in my own light with the younger and the newer officials. And uh, I've been able to, to, to have some confidence in working with them because I've been able to tell them some things that's worked for me. Um, and, and they've, I've seen them use it and it's worked and it's helped them um, within the game. So the, the breakthroughs really is, is really just within myself, just from helping someone else. You know what I mean? I've been way more comfortable with, uh, going out, having a pregame, um, sticking to the pregame, communicating with my partner, letting them know that they should be communicating with me so we can avoid any errors. Um, and they've been doing it for the most part. Some of them, like the, the younger officials, they haven't been as receptive. There's a lot of pushback from the younger, uh, the younger uh, bunch of officials that we've had. But the older guys that have come in and just started this year, you know, have been really receptive to just some things that has worked for me um, to kind of elevate my officiating skills. And, and they've used it, like I said, throughout the game. So, yeah, it's just it's really been a lot of breakthroughs just within myself, really, you know, and thanks to them just being partners. You're saying you're getting a lot of pushback from the younger partners that you're working with this year. In what way? What yeah. does that sound like? So, um there, I had one one official. Uh, I think he came from the football side, and um, he told me that one of the teams that we were officiating that night, he didn't have a good game um, with with them when he was officiating their game. And um, I said, "Well, you know, all you can do is just take away from what you feel like you need to work on." Um, I encouraged him to to go back and rewatch the game. And he's like, ah, you know, I mean, you know, I, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. And I, and so I said, okay, well, tell me, you know, tell me two things you want to work on tonight. By the way, I just want to pause the improve. podcast. If you don't watch film, you don't know what you have to do. <laughs> exactly. 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 That's why I encouraged him. I even told him, I said, if you go on NF, NFHS Network, it's a $11.99 a month for a membership. You can go on there and watch all all of your games. You can ask anyone, uh, you can ask your mentor. We have a mentorship program within our association. They can come in and watch you and kind of give you some pointers. Um, so he expressed a few things that he felt like he needed to work on as far as uh, the out of bounds and, and putting the ball in the correct direction, 
uh, interactions with coaches, uh, reporting. Um, he was another one that, and I've, I've saw this a lot, like the newer guys, they're kind of struggling with determining what is contact that um, is going to kind of alter the offensive player or the defensive player. Um, so they've, they've really struggled. And he said that, he, he said, you know, I've struggled with recognizing what's a foul. He said things are just really, really fast the higher that he goes up. So, you know, I, I told him, I said, you know, number one, we're the officials, so we, we have the whistle. So if you see something, the first thing you want to do is always stop the clock. And I, he just came, oh, I mean, yeah, 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 I'm doing that, I'm doing that. And I was like, okay, all right, cool. So then throughout the game, he was not doing that. He was not even stopping the clock. He, he was just blowing the whistle, and then he would come run directly to me. There was no reporting or anything. He was reporting and I was to like, uh, yes. <laughs> He came straight to me and um, he said, well, I have a foul. I said, okay, great. All right, perfect. Who, who was it? Who did it? And he was like, uh, turns around, he looks around and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, you know, number 23 over there. I was like, okay, great. Perfect. Go to the table. Tell them that because they need to know, you know. Give me one second. I don't know what buddy is. All right. All right. All right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, buddy. Come on. Let's go outside. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, little buddy. Portia takes her dog out to the garage to silence him respectfully. That's my, I don't need a gun. I got that thing right there. Explosive. Um, uh, so yeah, he, uh, he, he, like I said, he just kept coming to me reporting everything, everything. And, um, you know, throughout the game, he got a little bit better because I would just kind of like point over to the scores table, just go to the scores table. We'll talk about it at a timeout or something like that. So he got better. He he started trusting me a little bit more about the second half of the game. But uh, before the game, um, he didn't get to the game at a at a good time. I think he got to the game at about 15 minutes before. So, you know, I'm I'm don't want to overwhelm him, but I'm trying to do a, a pregame where he can understand and. And it doesn't throw him off, but that's the other issue I've been running into is the the newer officials aren't arriving to the game at a good enough time to where we can talk and I can kind of get to know them a little bit better and you know kind of help them with what's going on. So that's been uh, about half of my battle, really. So yeah, here was this a lower level game? Uh, JV. JV. Yeah. Um, JV girls. Yeah, it happens. It's out of our control. You know, maybe. Uh... Yeah. Shoot them a text or give them a call on the way there. And if they come late to the locker room, you can always have your pregame out on the court too. Obviously not ideal, but again, these are just right. things we have to adapt to. This is a part of the industry. Not everybody is as locked in and dedicated as us. And part of us moving up is maneuvering and working professionally with all of these people and not being emotionally impacted and staying humble, right? Like don't look down on this person because they're reporting their fouls to you. That tells you a lot about the level that he's on, right? Very mm-hmm. basic level. Needs help. Send him our way. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, every chance I get. Listen, we. It's a strength to be able to work with any partner of any on any level at any time. Mm-hmm. So just look at that. You're getting your training for that now. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's go back to the technical foul situation. Why don't you give me a little bit more context on what the coach said, how you approached it, and then how you executed the technical foul. 
Yeah, so um so this was a, a JV girls game and um uh it was a pretty pretty decent game. It's JV girls. So they're uh, both teams were really new, so they were kind of scrappy. It was a lot of fouls, a lot of jump balls. Um, but it was quite a bit of play uh within the paint. So I was in the lead. Um, so this was the 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 visiting team. So he was furthest away from me and I was in the lead. My partner was in the trail, um, opposite table side. I was table side, but at the baseline. Um, and so we had a couple of trips up the floor. I'm officiating, you know, what in my, in my PCA. And then he's, I guess the, my partners in, in his area officiating and the visiting coach, um, uh, claimed that he was yelling for a timeout. And they're up by 30 points. So typically I try, I'm trying to do, so a cup, my, what I'm trying to work on right now is uh, recognizing the clock, what's on the clock, making sure the clock is starting, um, making sure I know what is on the clock, game situation. If it's a close game, a coach is probably going to want a timeout, recognizing timeouts, communicating that. So those are the things that I've been kind of trying to work on. So I'm looking up at the clock. It was, yeah, it was, about four and a half, five minutes left in the second second quarter. And um, they're up by 30 points, 25, 30 points. Pretty good flow of the game. The other team, they weren't bad. They just weren't making any shots. So I'm just, you know, officiating the play. He's claiming that he's yelling for a timeout. Me, I didn't hear it. Um, I come up the court, ball goes the other way. So I am on table side I'm now in lead so I'm right there at his bench so he's he's an earshot he's an earshot away and um he's I, I run up the court I'm officiating I'm doing my count coming up the court he's like he's all body language you know he's oh and I'm like coach use your words there and he know. goes I'm asking I asked for a timeout like three times and I said well I can't hear you coach I'm on the baseline I said, would you like a timeout now? Well, no, I don't want a timeout now. Okay, great. Ran back to the other end of the court. I'm doing the same thing. He claims he yells, he's yelling for a timeout again. Again, I'm not hearing this. I'm not hearing any of this. My partner's still in his same position. I'm assuming he's not hearing it either. He's closest to him. So we come back up the court, same situation. I'm still in lead. I mean, in trail, table side, right, right where he's at. His team, no, the other team had the ball. They shoot it, make it. I looked at him and I said, would you like a timeout now, coach? And he was like, yeah, I want a timeout. Boom. So he, he gives a timeout. He comes over to me and he says that me and my partner need to communicate when he wants a timeout. And I said, well, coach, first of all, let's discuss – the level of your voice right now. Pause button. I'm, I'm I love it. I love it. Pause button. Where is the location yeah. of this conversation? On the court or in the coaching box? He's in his coaching box because he had just called a timeout. Continue. Yeah, he had just called a timeout. And so he sort of kind of approached me in, you know, kind of in, in, in somewhat an of a, way. an aggressive way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I he walked towards me. I said, Coach, I need you to get back to your coach's box, if you want to communicate with me in a respectful and professional way, just like how I said in the coach's meeting, mm -hmm. we can do that. 
If you don't want to be respectful, you can go and enjoy your time out. Well, I just want you, you and uh, your partner to communicate. Communicate about what, coach? I was asking for a timeout. We didn't hear it, coach. We did not hear your timeout. You've asked for a timeout now. Would you like a full or a 30? I told you I wanted a 30. By that point, I gave them, I felt like I had given them too much. I should have popped them from the moment that he walked on me and I felt like he was being the aggressor. So after the fact, I was like, you know what? I waited a little bit too long for that. But once I had asked him, if he wanted a full or a 30, he yelled that he wanted a 30-second timeout. That's when I gave him the technical foul at that point. Um, had the the score table start the timeout, he argued with me, went back and forth with me for about 10 to 15 seconds. And after I reported the technical foul, his his last 15 seconds were up. And he says, I asked for 30 seconds. I said, and you got your 30-second timeout because you used 15 seconds of it to argue with me, coach. Went over to the white team, got the you know player for the free throws, and, and we went on about the game. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I did give him – I gave him too much too much comfort in that conversation. I should have stopped it. After, after the fact, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I, I think I had did a, a pretty decent job, um, but I just – I let it go a little too long. I should have stopped it way before the yelling of I asked for a 30 second timeout I mean he was loud <laughs> that's how I was like I didn't hear him if he was if he was yelling at me though if he was claiming he was yelling for a timeout at the same tone that he was yelling at me when the whole gym was quiet there's no way I, I heard nothing so but in, in my opinion after I thought about it I said wow I I, I should have gotten him way earlier way earlier this is the only time in the game where I allow coaches to yell at me. You okay. can yell at me for a timeout. You want to get my attention? I understand it gets loud. You have only a short duration of time to do it. You got to get animated sometimes. That's fine. But when they continue the attitude after you haven't granted it, because remember, it's a small second of, of a window that they have. So it's not a high success rate of those made bucket timeout, especially from the opposite end of the court. Right. Don't let them use that against you. Don't let them weaponize that against you. You explained exactly what happened, coach. Unfortunately, I didn't hear you at the time that you requested it or when you did request it. There was no team control, something like that. But don't let them like be rude to you about that or continue to bring that up because that's okay. an administrative issue. That's that's not something we should be arguing about. Um okay. You almost have to just kind of set them straight there about, you know, the difficulties of calling it. Sorry, it was not granted, but we got to move on and definitely don't let them here. Come on. What? Sure. Come here. Say hi to Portia. Oh, okay. Here, take my phone. <laughs> definitely don't once they start giving you an attitude about the four other times they were requesting it, they keep bringing it up. It's like, coach, coach, we already spoke about this. We have to move on. Okay. And then they take all this time to, uh, to speak to you when they've exerted all that energy to get the time out. So you might want to bring them a moment of realization, coach, 
You requested the timeout. Your team is waiting for you. Coach, 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 please. Your team is waiting for you. You almost got to coach them in that moment. Okay. Yeah. And that's one of the stronger things I'm doing this year is I'm, I'm giving them coaching advice, but truthful, helpful coaching advice that they need in that moment that maybe yeah. it may seem a little out of nowhere. Like who is this person? Tell, I don't, I don't care. Your, your, your players need you. You requested the timeout. Please take that time with your team, not with me. Absolutely. And, and, and so he, after, after the fact he had called me over one other time um, and was really polite <laughs> He, I, I've um, officiated for this coach before, and he actually, uh, he knows my name. Um, I don't know his name, but he had called me over, and he kind of came close to me. And he was like, hey, listen, I apologize about uh, yelling at you earlier, but could you please watch for the contact down low? I said, absolutely, coach. I watched for contact. I didn't acknowledge the apology at the moment, but um, I did tell him I would watch for contact. Um, but after that, he, he sat down and, and th- there was no other, uh, there was no other issues or anything like that. But just in that moment, I was like, oh man, um, it got, it got, it definitely threw me off. It threw me off. Cause I, in high school, that was the first like real negative interaction that I've had with a coach. So it was, um, it was a good learning experience. I felt. And after you gave the tech, there was no follow-up. You didn't go talk to him. You didn't Mm-mm. get louder. None of that. Good. No, no. That kind of deaded the issue right there. Gave him the tech, and, and he respectfully took his seat and coached his uh, his team from there. Hold on one second. Okay. Um, you, you can go on YouTube for 10 minutes, okay? To do what? All right, we got YouTube rotating in, being a good partner or good friend. <laughs> there you go. Is that um, your daughter? Yeah, she just woke up from yeah. a nap. So tried to get I her to give it. me a shout. She gets a little nervous when it comes time to say hello to somebody on the computer. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. How old is she? She's five. Five. Nice. I love your videos with uh, your son, the the tickle videos. <laughs> I think I laugh more than he laughs because I crack up. It's so funny. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. About a week ago, I'm like, I think I love tickle content. I think I want to just become a tickle content creator and start like a whole. You should. So yeah, that's what you should. Thank Sometimes you. his face, he's not, he's not enthused, but on the, on the good days, they're they're good. They definitely bring me some joy, so it's good. And sometimes I try to force it on him, and he plays great tickle defense. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he definitely does. Then you get that weird moment of another person touching your neck and you're not laughing and you just kind of stare at them yeah. like, all right, what are we doing now? <laughs> all right, why are we doing this? <laughs> why are we doing this? Yeah, this is this was dead about two minutes ago. <laughs> Anything else from uh, that game or 
If not, we can move on to some other uh, games you had. Um, not that I can uh, remember. The uh, the veteran officials that were after us after the game, um, one of the officials told my partner that when that happens, that he should have come over and um, sort of moved me out of the way so that I could stop having the interaction with the coach. So I wasn't sure how I felt about that. Um, I don't know if he, if he was saying that like, like a generalizing way, or if he was saying it because this coach was a male and I was a female kind of, but. Why are you um, assuming that? Is that just something you, you're feeling on the inside? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's happened a lot in AAU in the AAU circuit, you know? And I remember when we first started um, kind of collabing, you know, I'm trying to, I want to be able to communicate effectively with the coaches um, and, and kind of try to diffuse if I can and get confidence with just communicating with the coaches in general. So, but I just, I, if, if that is what is the most appropriate way to handle that, then yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's just what a, the After we give a tech, rotate and switch, yeah. you know, okay. leave, leave that area. That's leave a good area. general point. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Just think about it. You stay there, you give a tech, and then you're you're right in the coach's neighborhood again. Not yeah. that we're fearful of that, but we, we need a break. Mm-hmm. Need to go to a new space. For sure. For sure. Um, so you had that game. Did you have any others in the last couple of weeks? Uh, let's see. What else did I have? I did have a game this week with uh, – a newer partner. Um, it was a, it was a barn burner. Uh, but my partner was new. Um, we had an accident in the area. Um, so our interstate here, so we have interstate 581 and then we have interstate 81. Well, I was going in the opposite direction of interstate 81 and I was on 581 and that's not a long stretch. So it, it's like 581 and then it goes all the way up to like Tanglewood and then um, it turns into another interstate, Interstate 220, and it's only two lanes, so it gets backed up really, really fast in the afternoons, and I got caught, so I was late to the game. Um, I got there about 15 minutes before the game because of the accident, and um, but my partner, we were sort of disengaged um, with one, one another. We, we just weren't, we weren't clicking, you know, and not that I really was like, huh, that's, you know, that's strange, but um, he, at halftime, he sat in the stands with his dad, um, <laughs> rather than coming into the locker room, um, and kind of talking to me about like what we're seeing, um, if we need to change anything. So I just kind of hung out in the locker room by myself. I mean, buddy didn't even come and get me before halftime or when, before halftime was over, I was like, dang, dude, you just gonna leave me in the locker room the whole time by myself? But. Uh, we we were definitely disengaged. You could tell too, like it felt off, you know, like it didn't feel organic. It kind of felt forced. Our our communication with one another was it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best, but we we definitely weren't we weren't clicking. That was like the first 
time this season out of probably about the 30 games that I've done that we weren't clicking. What, both off the court and on the court? For sure, yeah. Both. Like, we – he didn't – he said bye after the game. That was the – and hi when I got there. But – and that he had already did the coaches' meeting, which was great. He had already checked the book, which was great because I was running behind. Um, But, yeah, there was no – on the court, the communication was weird. We were doing a lot of unnecessary switching um, in some instances. We switched so much, I can't even really – some of the, some of the you know the rotations, a lot of them just didn't really. It was just a lot of unnecessary movements. I felt like, um, but I felt like we could have talked about that at halftime uh, to cut down on a lot of the movement with one with with us. But I we just weren't we weren't connecting. It was just one of those partnerships that it just wasn't working. Well, remember. Um positive self-talk and not judging others not judging yourself so like during the moments of these games don't be don't think like oh i mean we are not clicking we're not not on the same page today try your best to not think about that during the game yeah try to just stay in the moment not judge okay you know this partner is not professional didn't come in the locker room maybe they just don't know maybe they haven't seen their dad in 10 years again not we're not judging that they didn't do that obviously we know enough to go into the locker room at halftime. That's pretty standard right. stuff. But again, when you drop down to the lower levels, it's not a passion for people. So it's whatever. So again, part of the strength becomes navigating this bigger person type stuff, being the bigger person, staying humble when working with somebody who doesn't care. That's not the easiest thing to do. But when you develop that muscle memory of it, it becomes not a big deal. You won't walk away saying, oh, I mean, we were not on the same page. Like yeah. you're just more accepting for what you're doing and you're not, you're not, you know, super judgmental of them, their career, their mindset, just controlling what we can control. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I definitely um, felt like, you know, I, I handled it. I felt like I handled uh, our interactions as professional as, as professional as I could and you know ever ever since joining crown refs I'm, I'm always thinking in my head over we're not gelling it's I'm always thinking I just want to be a good partner I just want to be supportive I just want to make sure that if he has a question I'm able to answer it and if I don't I'll ask and I'll be honest and tell him I don't know the answer um so I, I feel like right now I'm, I'm definitely thinking more on the lines of you know I just want to be a good partner to this guy um yeah if it works it works if if it doesn't you know i can't dwell on it um and i didn't i i just uh made sure we officiated a good a good accurate efficient game and we did it wasn't a bad game nothing got out of hand um i had officiated both coaches before so it was it was a pretty easy game so but i that was just in my in my mind, just to talk about, just kind of get your feedback on how to handle a partner that you're just not vibing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be the vibe. Yeah. Just always be the vibe. For sure. You know, when you're always in a good mood and, and appreciative and grateful and things we talk about all the time, these moments seem easy. Mm-hmm. But when you're all zoomed in on them and putting anxiety into the picture and pessimism and doubt, then you start to stress them. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, they don't mean anything. 
all that matters right. is how you, um, you know, stay professional and just stay a great partner. Like you said. Yeah. Any, That's number one. Yeah. Anything from the content lately, uh, whether videos or podcasts that you want to break down with me or recap or stuff that's been helpful? No, I haven't really been on the discord that much just cause I've been, I've been working. Like I, I've been busy. I've really been working. I've been kind of bummed out. I see everybody's like responses. I think I saw like people were putting their addresses in there. I don't know what that was about. I didn't get a chance to go and look. Um, I'm trying to think what I have been able to, to I was look sending, at. I was sending Christmas cards, by the way. That's what the address was. Oh, okay. Was I was true. like, somebody's got to be sending something out. Shoot me your address. I I'll send you a card. I actually don't celebrate holidays. No worries. Yeah, yeah, but I appreciate it though. Okay. I appreciate the thought. Um Yeah, what what? Yeah, I haven't really been on it. These next I'm off until um next Thursday. So hopefully uh amongst everyone being busy with their families and everything, we'll still have some stuff going on the Discord so I can get on it. And I usually get on it at least at, in the evening and look, but I have not, I'll be honest, have oh, not been on it. Did you get a chance to hear uh, episode 301, Rapid Responses 10? I haven't. I haven't even listened. I saw it, though. I got the uh, notification from Patreon on my phone. I was super lit. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to listen to this, but I have not gotten to listen to it. Yeah, definitely. I would put I'm that excited. on your dashboard of uh, when you get yeah. a chance to listen to something next. I would put move that right into that top spot because definitely. I think we're evolving. Is I'm it on Spotify, too? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, just think we're evolving the whole series and the whole system and approach and blueprint for how to respond to coaches. I think it's getting more firmer and compact and more authoritative, which means it's going to give us more, you know, more control in these moments where we've, we've felt historically out of control, where we have no control over this stuff. So, Absolutely. I agree. I, I don't think um... – I don't think I've ever – I think this year might be that first year where I'm – it's more like – not that it's it's bothering me, but it's just like sticking out a little bit more that the coaches are – it almost seems like they're just more bolder. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a lot – there's a little bit more yelling. There's a little bit more pushback that I've gotten since I've begun to officiate. Um, now I don't know if it's because – I started listening to rapid responses and now I'm just ready. I got ammunition and can come back real hard. Um, I think a lot, a lot of it wasn't even on your radar too. Yeah, for sure. I was speaking to a new official the other day and, and they, you know, right now they're on stopping the clock, right? Mm -hmm. Simple when they blow their whistle to stop the clock. How are they going to worry about game management at this point? How are they going to worry about professional responses to heated coaches that's just something that comes with time and time. So, you know, I think you're growing as an official and you're having more, you know, awareness on all the different components. So you're listening to rapid responses and now you're seeing a lot of the behaviors that you may have looked at and been like, Oh, that's nothing. Well, no, no, this is yeah, what we've yeah. been ignoring the whole time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, it's never stuck out until, until this season when I started uh, and I'm like, Holy smokes. Like these coaches really are bugging. You know, because I guess it was because I never, never, it's never been on my radar. I just kind of took the abuse and accepted it and was like, oh, they're coaches. Like, I was a coach, so I get it, you know? 
But it's like, no, I was wrong too. <laughs> I was wrong too. I shouldn't have did it, you know? So they're, they're humans, they're people. Um, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna gonna listen to the 10. I, come, I forgot that you even put that up now that you said it. So that's yeah. good. I think I'm gonna start doing them more too and not just every two months. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy those that that series greatly. I do. I really enjoy that. Well, it's nice too that with, through these you know um, sessions we're able to kind of um, speak on those rapid responses and play play it out and see how you're applying it in your games and really go deep with it. So um, I'm I'm hearing improvement out of you every time. So just just keep doing what you're doing. Have a great holidays. You know, um, enjoy it. Or excuse me. Have a great next week with your family. We doing whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that that definitely throws. I throw a lot of people like work. Um, I, I I'm very open about that. I don't celebrate any any holidays. I'm thankful every day, and uh, it's a blessing to be here every single day. So I uh, I just kind of I keep it moving. I enjoy my time off. So I see my family and enjoy enjoy some nice warm some hot chocolate and just kind of chill out. Every day is a holiday. Every day. Every day's every day's a great day. Every day's a great I do I do enjoy watching um a Christmas story. I don't know if you've ever watched that movie, but I can't I can't tell you how excited I am for that to start coming on tomorrow at six and it plays all night, all day on Christmas. It's I watch it the whole day. There you I'm go. So excited. Nice. Yeah. We'll enjoy that. And uh it's my treat. We will get up in two weeks. Uh, look forward to it. Hit me uh, anytime. In the meantime, if you have questions, all right, or send me some. Yeah, plays for sure. I would love to see some new film of you. Yeah, I'm gonna. I definitely want to put that in my schedule since I am off and I'm. I've been tired. Uh, I've been working a lot, doing some double headers. I think this Thursday of this upcoming week, I have three games. I got a uh, two JV games and then a varsity game, all in the same night. So. I'll be starting at three and ending at about nine and about an hour and a half away. So I'm excited, but I definitely need a break and I need to kind of reset and uh, get, get some work done in between just some groundwork. So get in my book a little bit. There you go. Well, I'm proud of you and uh, I've enjoyed, you know, getting to know you and building this relationship with you. So I look forward to continuing to evolve it. Definitely. Definitely. I look forward to it. I, I I have it set in my phone in my calendar to Zoom with you every every uh every morning when we when we're scheduled to do it on Fridays, and this morning I got it when it popped up and I was like, oh wait, I'm not talking to him this morning. It's later, so it's it, it comes up every every other Friday. I get it. The so, excitement is equal on my end, just to let you know. Yes, it's a good build up. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> right, you have a For great sure. weekend. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, you too, Paul. Y'all be safe. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. Serve the game.